Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here with my Outdesk and I'm excited because we have a DR on the call. So DR is interviewing DR, Diane Ramirez. She's the chief executive and CEO. I, this is amazing. You guys have over 1400 agents and you grew with a vision of just having three to now three dozen. So Diane, thanks for joining us today. I am thrilled, um, my other DR. Yes, yes. Okay, so we started out talking about your tagline. Let's inter do an introduction to your business. And you guys primarily serve the New York area. Is that is that correct? Metropolitan area, which is New Jersey, Connecticut, the Hamptons, and of course, uh, the boroughs. There um, you go. City. Yeah, there you go. And And that's a challenging market. Is that correct? It sure is an exciting one. And, yeah, that's uh, good. Let's talk about your company. Tell us, tell the listeners uh, where you come from, what your role is. I know you, you've got a ton of experience and you've grown a really amazing brand. So let's, let's make a quick introduction of who you are and what you guys do. Okay. Well, we, as you said, we're a New York metropolitan area. Yes. And uh, we started the firm in 1984. I was already an agent for many years. Yes. And it was time to really get myself knee deep in it. And I had the dreams and visions of what I thought real estate should look like. Because we were a little bit like mom pop back then yes. in New York City. And some in the nation think we still are because we do not really have a formal MLS. Yes. So think back in 1984, how, how far behind we were. Yeah. So I had this vision that I just wanted it to be um, a, a more dynamic industry mm. rather than in back offices and all our listings were on index cards. So I thought it was time for a little computerization and a little upscale in marketing and um, and just a more forward-facing company. So that was my vision. And then I met a gentleman, Clark Halstead, who was going in down the same road on the same track, but we weren't together. And we met, shared our business plans together and decided to come together with Halstead Real Estate. Wow. And that was 1984. And our vision was, three offices and the reason for three is again we everything was in back offices then we mm -hmm. wanted to get out in the communities we wanted to be in storefronts like the rest of the nation is so you see us when you come in a neighborhood wow. and and new york for those of you it still is east side west side and downtown so that's where our three office concept kind of our triangle comes from Sure. And that was our vision. Let's get in the community and be in the east side, west side, and downtown. Wow. And we are not a triangle anymore. <laughs> no. We way, way past that. And then also, we, we wanted to be more tech and marketing um, focused. Mm. 
yeah. technology back in 1984 was really just about a computer. It sure. was nothing else. There weren't Facebooks and all of social media that we talk about today. Sure. So we were the first company that hired a programmer and created our own listing system. So all of our listings went in the computer and we ripped up all our index cards. Wow. And then our programmers sold it to all our competitors, which was terrific, so that they got into the 20th century and then eventually into the 21st century. And then from a marketing standpoint, we only had the strip ads in the New York Times back then. Hmm. And we wanted something more dynamic. So our first idea was we bought a London taxi and had our logo put on it. Mm -hmm. And we had a rolling billboard going around the city, bringing our clients around. We had a computer in the car, which took two days to get it even to work, but it, there was a computer in the car. We had a phone in the car that was too heavy for me to even carry. But again, we were, we were high tech. Yeah. So um, that's, that's kind of our vision and, and how it all started. That's amazing. That's amazing. When you guys first started, did you expect to achieve this high level of success? I mean, you guys are kind of one of the, I mean, one of the best branded companies in New York now. I mean, why, you know, you know, are you surprised at all the success you guys have achieved? Well, it didn't come overnight. So I guess surprise is not the word, but we, we were always we always felt we had to be forward thinking. So forward thinking also meant strategic growth. Yes. So our growth really occurred, I wanna say organically, but it was really strategically because many of them were uh, acquiring other firms. <clears throat> so our first, our first foray away from our triangle was at that time we had um, a lot of our customers going to Brooklyn because back then Brooklyn was lower price points. Yes. So again, strategic, if you, if your clients are going to Brooklyn, why not open in Brooklyn? There you go. So that was one of our first forays out of Manhattan Yep. and got us out of our triangle. Um, but now we have Brooklyn people coming back to Manhattan to save money. So, you know, <laughs> everything in life is full circle. There you go. I so, love it. Um, that so was the start. That was the start. And how many offices do you guys have now? We have 36 offices now. Wow. How, for our audience who, you know, many of them are brokers or real estate agents building teams or they, they want to build something as successful as you've built. What, um, you know, if, if you're talking directly to them, what has been kind of the reason why you've been successful or what, what are the secret sauces from going from one office to 36 and being able to manage all that change and crazy real estate agents in your office and crazy clients and like, what's been your secret to being able to grow and scale that? I think if you could put it into something simple, I would say um, staying true to yourself. And part of that uh, is what I mean is we very much have always and still do and will always very much focus on our culture, on our people. Yep. And if, if you, because what are we without our people and our agents and, and feeling that they are gaining something from us? So for instance, whenever we expand and strategically grow, we put a lot of work and homework into making certain that 
we are strategically acquiring a firm that resonates with our culture, yep. or we have a good team person that understands our company well to do if we're going to organically grow. Mm-hmm. And we spend a great deal of research time making sure the company has our culture, our, our ethical standards. And mm-hmm. then we spend a great deal of time making sure the company we acquire feels that they're loved and, and that we're not taking things away. And they, they left their family, but now they're joining a bigger family. And I personally make sure I know everything I can about every single agent. I know their names. I know their, they have children or horses or what they're and I go to every one of my offices and um, my agents think I know every one of their names and most of them I do once in a while, I might forget one or two, but that's how much they know that myself and my leaders care about them. Hmm. And that's, that's the secret sauce is the culture. So you have, I mean, I I think the agent count is 1400. Is that And you, and, and it's amazing that, culture is the thing that got you from one or two or three offices to 1400 people. I think, I think that's amazing. And it feels to me like you're the glue and you've created leaders that they understand they're the glue for your agents. So talk about how challenging that is in our real estate space. A lot of agents are moving brands and, you know, the loyalty is something that's, that's shifting right now away from the broker and into the consumer. So I'm curious how you guys are positioned yourself to kind of be that glue, you know? Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here, and I wanna tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business right now. You know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses, and the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over $100 million in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants, and I wanna give you the opportunity to learn exactly why. Simply text the word M-O-D, MOD, to 31996, and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. Well, it's, to be the glue, you have to demonstrate. And part of our culture is we have an incredible leadership team and everybody yep. feels they do, but I, I mean, we, we have incredible leaders and they, their feeling is the same as mine. 
They really do. They care about their agents. They care about their growth. They, they even care about the, the little hiccups in life, even if it's your child's not well or, or yep. a parent is, is, um, is aging. So you really have to show them you care not about them and what they're bringing to the company. It's about them being part of our family. And we use that, that word a lot and, it, and we mean it genuinely. So they're, they're doing exactly the same as what I'm doing and, and they're following through. So it's consistency throughout the company. And what they're doing is helping them get to the next level. So when you talk about loyalty, we mm -hmm. find our agents are loyal because they see the value of the leadership team. Right. They, they know they're in trouble with the deal. Something's falling apart. They need help. They need, they need some outside bit of information. They know we collectively will deliver it. And so that they know that translates to them in dollars even. So it's not just the, the caring and, and uh, knowing that they're important to us. We help them make a difference at the end of the day in their pocketbook by deal doctoring or whatever it might be. And those are the things that create loyalty. You want to feel loved, but you want to see the added value. And that's, that's what my leaders do. They bring added value to their agents. That's a great articulation of how to serve rather than, you know, and, and how servant leadership can be implied in the real estate world. I, I really appreciate that. You, let's tra trade gears or switch gears a little bit. You guys are positioned in the luxury space. Is that correct? Absolutely. Talk, talk to us about that. What right, are some ideas? I, I, I do. Because to me, luxury is not just a dollar sign. And, and we're in many, many markets. And I have markets where we've got properties that are 80 million. And I have, I have other areas where, where they're high end, maybe 400,000. Right. But does that mean my expensive areas are luxury and my luxury property in the 400 range is not luxury? So to me, Luxury can't be a dollar sign. It has to be, what is luxury to you? If I ask that of a person just starting out in life and they want to get their first apartment, that luxury may be a room that's all theirs and no roommate. But that's luxury. <laughs> yeah, in New York City. Exactly. And that yeah. didn't cost $80 million. Right. So I, our firm focuses on luxury, but it's for the luxury of what is the luxury for that individual. So even if it's just you want a studio where you have your own space, or you want a triplex penthouse, and you know, in the best building in, in New York City, for instance, you treat that the customer as a luxury customer, get to know what it is, it's luxury for them, and make sure you deliver that. And is that part of your service offering that kind of separates your branding from your competitors is just delivering, like help us understand your positioning in the market when it comes to serving the luxury clientele. Well, it's, it's having agents with that mindset that mm. it's, it's not just a transaction dollar and I'm not just dealing with um, well-known clients. It's, right. 
you know, each client is has to be treated and and behave with them as if they are the most important person. And then when you do that, before you know it, you are dealing uh, in the upper echelon. Yeah. So when when you think about like some of the cool, because I've seen some crazy marketing things come out of New York and LA and San Francisco and Chicago, like some of the coolest marketing things. Can you tell me a story of one of your agents like doing some really amazing marketing or some, maybe something that the brand that you guys have done as at a, at a brand level? Right. Well, we, um, we're kind of proud of our, we, we have, mostly everyone wouldn't know this, but we're members of leading real estate companies of the world. And we have two out of the last four years, one most innovative company in this great network of over wow. 600 um, independently owned real estate firms. So we very pride, we pride ourselves in being innovative. And one of the areas where I think we, we hit it out of the park is our video. We were early in on video Mm -hmm. and, um, and really have taken it to many levels. And, and where we are now is the lifestyle and evoking emotion into the, um, so we have, uh, we have agents that have connections with the Philharmonic. So we brought in classic guitarists. We've brought in mm -hmm. entertainers that we have another that has uh, some influence in, in the, um, the ballet world. And we've had, had, um, ballet dancers going through through the um, through an apartment again evoking this elegance and and reason to watch it one one thing that we did recently and it's silly and funky but we had a one bedroom apartment of which we have quite a few <laughs> could not get interest in it yep. so the agent that had it happened to have an affiliation with the ASPCA so what they did is they brought in 20 or 30 kittens into this one bedroom <laughs> and they had kittens. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't kittens. It was puppies. Um, I was thinking of something else. Puppies, horrible yeah. puppies tossing and turning and, and having the, uh, the best time. It was so watched in our, in, in the, in the uh, YouTube world. And we sold that apartment two days later. We were the third agent. They could not differentiate this one bedroom apartment from the hundreds of others. And by get, having these puppies running around and having all these people watch it, two days later, we had an offer on the apartment. That's, That's creativity. Yeah, Diane, that's a great story. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use that in the future. You can't sell a house, throw some puppies in it. Throw I think it's a, yeah, evoke emotion, just. That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, so what are some of, um, you know, it's interesting as a broker, um, I love picking, I'm a broker too. So I love real estate. It drives my kids crazy. I, I stop at all the open houses in my neighborhood. Don't I we just, all? Yeah. I just, I love it and I can't help myself. Um, but here, here as a broker, the world is shifting to starting to provide more and more services to your agent population. Like how, how are you guys serving your agents to really up the level of value you guys deliver? Well, I do think you have to go a little bit into the technology world for that. That's right. Um, and it's funny, you know, so many people think um, we're, you know, technology is going to overtake 
our job and what we do. And I am so not a believer with that. And yeah, me either. the portals that are coming out, you, you know, we are the core of, of the transaction. So I, I don't believe any of that will eliminate us. But I think what it does is it does elevate our game. So you must embrace it. So if it's technology, to me, it's treated for what it is, train it well, but it is a tool. And the tool doesn't make things better. It just gives you well-used more time to be a great agent. Right. So um, I think you have to be on the cutting edge of technology for your agents, help them embrace it, help them learn it, make it as simple as you can. And that will help them have more time building their relationships with their customers. Yep. So I do, I do think technology and, and then along the same vein, the whole idea of social media. I, I just think you need to do everything you can. We just did something along, um, along that with Instagram. What we did is we call it exclusively Halstead. Oh, and we cool. now have an internal Instagram and we're using that as one of the ways that we stay connected with our agents because we know they're there. So if we have some new idea, if we have some new concept, we have um, even some new um, I idea that we're presenting, we put it in the exclusively Halstead's Instagram and we know everybody's looking at it. Oh, and wow. then it also gives them a, an ability to go back and archive it. So if they remember seeing something, they're never going to remember where the memo was, but all they have to do is look in their Instagram and, and find, and find our announcement. So, um, so we find even corporately, we're trying to make social media um, easy, uh, make our, it, our agents easier through social media, even internally. That's crazy. Well, as a, as um, you know, one of the leaders in the real estate world, what are you seeing with um, interest rates, the political space, you know, where are you seeing um, real estate heading over the next couple of years? Well, I think right now the interest rates, oh my God, can it get any better? So low. Oh, it's so, what it has done for purchasing power for um, our buyers out there is amazing. Yeah. In New York, our market is a little hesitant right now. We, um, it's it kind of started in our luxury uh, arena, and uh, because our, the prices got a little ahead of themselves. Yep. Um, and now it's trickled down a little bit, but it's because of that the sellers, whether they're developers or resale um, sellers. Um, have realized they have to be competitive in pricing and they really have to sharpen their pencil and make certain that the buyer sees value. So you add that to our current interest rates. And I think this is the best buying opportunity I have seen for New York City in particular in a very long time. So I think all of that is good. I, I think the, the chaos um, is going to probably keep our, our market a, a little frenetic for a while. Uncertainty, but, basically. Yeah, exactly. It's adding uncertainty. And so people exactly. are pausing when they might, you know, go forward with such great right. inventory and such great right. interest rates. And the buyers are out there, but they are hesitant. Um, yeah. But I think value 
and purchasing power, the combination is going to bring the buyers out because it's it's their home. Um, this isn't like it's an investment, so I'll, I'll hold off. Uh, it's their home. They want to get moving. Yep. And, and what I love about home, I was telling somebody the other day, I'm like, if this is an investment, you cannot be emotional about it. But if it's your home, be emotional, love on it. Oh, yeah. Overpay. None of that matters. It's where you're going to live for the rest of your life. Exactly. And you're not going to trade it at the end of the year for a tax benefit. So oh. enjoy it, live oh. in it and make sure it's, it's not just the best price, but it's, it's where you want to cozy up every night. Yep. I love it. I love it. What, um, if, as, as you're, you've probably mentored hundreds, if not thousands of agents over your career, I'm guessing, and I'm going off our, our plan questions. Cause I just love your brain. I love your values. I love the, I love your servant's heart. Like I just love that part. That's one of our core values as well. But as you're thinking about mentorship and the people in your office that you've helped over the years, because you've had decades of helping agents, which yeah. is unusual. Yeah. I don't meet very many people that have had decades of that. So what did, what's your best advice for agents now, the ones in your office, the ones that are competing out there on the streets every day? You know, what's, your, what's the best advice you have today? Well, I, th I think it's a little bit of how I, I lead my own life is it's lead with passion. Um, you know, it's when you do things from your heart and from what's most important to you, you're, you're going to, first of all, you're going to do a great job mm -hmm. and, and it won't be a job. It, it will be you just helping people. That's the part of residential real estate that I think is so exciting. You are bringing someone into another person's home where you can, you can just tell the love that was in the, in the household and, and you're walking them through their bedroom and their living room. And so see it as a passion and not just going through the motions of coming together for a commission at the end of the day. And I think when you do that, number one, you never get tired of what you're doing. You can't wait to help the next person. And I've heard over the years, people say, oh my God, agents who come and say, you know, I feel a little burned out. I keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. Yep. And if you look at it with helping people and with the passion of what you're doing for their life, it isn't over and over again because every person has a different story. Everyone has a different different vision of what home is right. and and you're the one finding that needle in the haystack for them and when you look at life that way with passion and love and of what you do it's 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 just golden it's why i skip to work every day oh, i love it i'd like to see you skipping to work in downtown okay. new york I, I, down I, lexington I, avenue and, yeah, and talk and there i am skipping i love it um you know what's interesting is um recently i went on this tour of a casino and it was it was it was uh, in my hometown and it's uh it was a kind of a cool scenario because the the ceo of that that you know lots of millions of dollars casino was a woman and she'd spent 20 years leading in that industry that's very much dominated by men and as i sit here and i hear 
lead with passion and your heart. I wonder your story around that. You are predominantly, you're leading an industry that is filled with men. And here you are 30 years in successfully building a really big uh, passion filled business. What's that been for you? What's that been like for you? Well, it's, it's interesting because this is something I also try to help, especially females uh, that I work with and, and come to me for guidance. Yeah. And I think the bottom line is from the very beginning, I never looked at myself as I'm a woman and there's all these men around. Yeah. I saw myself as someone starting a business that I had all the desire to make successful and, and I happened to be a woman. So whether it's you're invited on a board or you're in a, you're working with business clients that happen to all be men and you're the one showing them around, just ignore the fact that they're men and you're a woman, you're a business person. You're, you're where you are because of, who you are and, and what you're doing and your passion and your knowledge and your expertise. And the fact that I happen to be a woman and, and other people around me are men is something I try never ever to think about. I've been on many, many boards that are in the beginning years ago were almost all men. Yeah. And I just, I walked in the room as if I was invited. Mm-hmm. So it didn't matter. I wasn't there because I was a woman and then, you know, so I just went in because I knew they wanted my expertise. And when you take that out of the equation, it's amazing how it really isn't a female male situation. It's just leaders among leaders. And, and that's probably what has led to so much of your, you know, success is that, I mean, just that mindset of getting business done and adding value and you're the expert. That's why you're there. Exactly. I love that advice. And, and I, you know, we're almost done, but I've noticed that you sit on a ton of boards for charity and you do a lot in the community. Let's talk about that and how that's helped build your brand and, and raise that kind of, um, I guess, um, you know, celebrity kind of, I mean, you've done a lot of work in your, in your local community, right? I have. Um, and, and that's really, when I think of building brand, the, the way I see it is really is life is multifaceted and yeah. you cannot be all one thing. Um, I'm, I'm married for a long time. I have children, I have grandchildren and, you know, blessedly, you know, very successful in all those arenas. And, and I think of why, and I think the reason for the why is because I made certain every aspect of my life got the full attention. So if I'm in the office and there's, I'm not thinking about home. When I'm home, I'm not thinking about the office. You always, it always intertwines a bit, mm-hmm. but the main focus. And in life, I believe you have to give back, especially when you've been in an industry as long as I. So anything I'm involved with, the, the personal charities, the, um, the business charities, the boards that I sit on, it's all about the giving back. And we in our own company, uh, a number of years ago, wanted to do something charity-wise within the company. But I yep. knew that 
my agents were very char charitable on their own. So how would we pick a charity that was appropriate? Mm -hmm. So what we did is we created helping hands. And what we do is we actually physically do things. We go into schools and we paint the school before September. Mm. We go into parks and we all just rake, it, rake the parks and paint the benches. And we just did for the start of school called Operation Backpack. <laughs> and we helped uh, build and collect the items, put them together and deliver them to homeless shelters, over 20,000 backpacks for children that were homeless that would not have a backpack at the start of school. Now, obviously we did it with many others, but my agents, we stood side by side in a hot summer day, sweating away in, in, a, um, in a, basically a loft, putting those together. And to me, that's, that's giving back. It's, it's with your hands too. So um, that's life, life has to be multifaceted and part of, of life is giving back. Diane, I love that story. Um, and you can't buy that kind of brand equity when your agents are helping you give back no. like that. And, and seeing it blow up in social media, it was so exciting. And, and that's not the goal of it, but that was the joy that came out of it. Well, Diane, thanks for being with us today. You've built an amazing business. If somebody wanted to connect with you or be in your world, how would they best do that? Um, I guess um, email is dramiris at halstead.com. Um, and that's uh, follow me on, I'm on Instagram. So there you are. Uh, my, it's uh, the, the Diane Ramirez um, um, because Diane Ramirez was taken already. So, um, right. and I'd love to hear from all, all your guests out there. Well, Diane, thanks again for your time. Uh, we really appreciate you giving love on our audience and our people. Thank you, Diane. It's been amazing. Uh, guys, we just had one of the most successful brands and leaders in our space pour her entire heart and soul into us. So Diane, thank you so much for being here. Guys, if you're listening, myoutdesk.com, we help real estate brands grow by providing leverage. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you. My pleasure. My joy. I hope we get to meet in person. Me too. Me okay. too. We will do it.